0: This is the unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay,
1: welcome to the show. It is unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN Two, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel eighty. As we are live at ESPN West Palm in Florida for the grand opening of this station, Celsius. Thank you to all the people there for bringing us to South Florida. Ninety four WIP Eagles Radio Network. There, Monday Night Football. Did not go well for our very own Pat Costello Eagles fan. <laughs> Seattle with a 20-17 to 17 win. Shockingly, let's be honest. No Geno Smith. Drew Locke in the mix last night. No Chris Canty. Back with us in the new year in Paris. Michelle Smallman. Evan Cohen. Good morning, Smalls.
2: Good morning. Shout out to the Mizzou product. Drew Locke. He put on for a city last night. Seattle. He steps in. And has a big game, Evan. I was very surprised by the outcome of this. Uh,
1: yeah, so was I. No question about that. I did not see this one coming. I thought it was going to be, I don't want to say simple. It's never simple to play against Seattle and Pete Carroll and that defense, obviously. But when you have a backup quarterback like we've seen all across the league this year, you would think, Smalls, you know what? Okay, this is the Eagles kind of game. They had lost two in a row, and they had a lead in this game. And boy, did this thing get out of hand in the fourth quarter for them. I mean, if you think about it, they're down seven. Seattle Seattle is. They go on an 11-play drive, resulting in a field goal. Only 45 yards over six minutes on an 11-play drive, which the math seemingly doesn't work on that one. And then, as a result, they're down four. Then Philly, inexplicably in the fourth quarter, throws this deep ball. I don't know what they were doing. You know, in that spot, when you're up four in the fourth quarter, milk the clock a little bit and then score, especially when you have Jalen Hurts. He throws what looks like almost a Hail Mary kind of pass for an interception. Seattle gets the ball back, a 10-play, 92-yard drive. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba with the touchdown, and they take the lead, and then, boom— All of a sudden, Philly gets the ball back, and Jalen Hurts throws another interception, which, again, this is not a guy that historically you have looked at and said, okay, the late-game turnovers, late-game mistakes, et cetera, et cetera, but two late turnovers by Philadelphia and, dare I say, a shocking loss, 20-17? to
2: I would say shocking coming off of the skid that Seattle was experiencing. They had their backup quarterback in Drew Locke that gets the ball. Philly really needing to turn the tides and exert themselves and prove that they're one of these dominant teams in the NFL. I expected a lot more from Philly last night, Evan, even though um, Jalen Hurts was dealing with that illness and had to fly separately from his team. When I heard that he was going to play, even if it wasn't at a hundred percent, I expected him to have a better performance. He was great on the ground, but through the air, not so much.
1: Yeah. And I got to ask the question, are we fair when it comes to Jalen Hurts? Are we not critical enough? He is as likable a player as there is. He plays through injury. He plays through illness. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say anything in terms of controversial comments. He's the ultimate team guy. Every single person listening right now, if you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you'd want Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, right? He's that Well, if kind you have of- Joe Burrow. Okay, so... Not, maybe not every single person <laughs> A lot of people that are listening would sit there and say, I'd love to have this guy as my quarterback. Sure. But could you imagine in the fourth quarter of Monday Night Football, if Josh Allen threw two picks, what I'd be saying about him today? Oh, he would be torched. If Dad Prescott <laughs> threw two interceptions late in a game like that, what we'd be doing to him? Even if Brock Purdy... Through two interceptions. See, it's all about everybody else. It's not about the quarterback. If Lamar Jackson, who everybody's waiting to say he's not a good passer, he's right. only a good runner. I, I'm just saying, are we fair when it comes to Jalen Hurts? Like is is there more of a critical nature that we need to think about with him?
2: Yes and no. He certainly should face some criticism for those those uh that pair of interceptions last night and some of the things that we've seen this season. But when you're talking about Josh Allen, it's a completely different scenario when this guy has a consecutive streak of nine games with a turnover. I know he broke it this weekend, but that's a little bit different to me than some some of the stuff we're seeing from Jalen Hurts. And maybe it's because he was outstanding last season. He was great in the Super Bowl that maybe we give him a little bit more benefit of the doubt than we do somebody like Josh Allen or Dak Prescott. But you're right. It does seem like we tend to give Jalen Hurts a little bit more benefit of the doubt and we justify his missteps more than we do some of these other quarterbacks.
1: I don't think there's any question about that. And Jalen Hurts spoke post game about those two late interceptions.
0: I was trying to be aggressive in that moment. Um, you know, we had multiple opportunities in the game to to, to open it up, and, and we and we didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do my job. getting enough. You know, there's a lot of that. Um, Got to be better.
1: Got to be better is right. I mean, he has more interceptions this year than he's had any year in his career, and there's games to play. Obviously, like there's more to be had here. Again, I know he's been banged up. I know he's was his health was in question in terms of the sickness. I get all of that. But what last night and what this stretch has done with the Philadelphia Eagles here? Now, granted, their schedule has been impossible. Right? Yes, let's yes. let's not ignore that fact here. As you look at the last three games. Niners at the Cowboys at the Seahawks. The games before that, Bills at the Chiefs, home against the Cowboys. This is an impossible stretch, and they go three and three in this stretch. But what this stretch has done, and specifically last night, I think is the retroactive validation for all of the points made by people like Pat Costello, our producer, Eagles fan, and all the other Eagles fans out there of, yeah, I know we're winning, but we're winning close, and we're not that good. I sat here yesterday, Smalls, and I praised them for keeping all of the defensive coordinator stuff, Sean Desai out, Matt Patricia in, kind of in-house for most of the week. You know, we laugh about the Jets. That would have been, you know, upon the arrival of that meeting, it would have been public, right? The Eagles kept it quiet for a few days. But now when you look at the totality, they lose to Seattle. They lose three in a row. Most of their wins, they have to squeak out early in the season. They make a change at defensive coordinator. Pat and others would like them to make a change at offensive coordinator, too, with Brian Johnson taking over for Shane Steichen this year. Jonathan Gannon on the defensive side, obviously the lead to Desai and now Patricia. That it kind of retroactively confirms a lot of the critiques the Eagles had about this team, that maybe they're not that good.
2: Yes. Eagles fans, I should say. Well, we kept saying maybe they haven't played their best game yet because they were finding ways to win, but it wasn't overtly impressive. And maybe... Evan, they did play their best football. Maybe eking out those wins was the highlight of the season for the Eagles, and we're starting to see a little bit of reality from this team. But you just brought up the coordinator situation. This team clearly misses Shane Steichen. That's obvious on the offensive side of the ball. And you saying that a lot of this hasn't gotten out in other organizations. There might have been more reporting on what was going on the defensive side of the ball with the play calling. Well, there are reports out there about – how there was uneasiness in the locker room. There was a lot of finger pointing internally and things that led to this decision for Matt Patricia to take over as the defensive play caller and how badly this defense had been performing and how this kind of compounded in this decision. So I do think that there is a lot more than what we're seeing on the surface probably happening behind the scenes in Philadelphia, but the cracks are beginning to show for this team and I'm sitting here wondering how good they are. Like, yes, this is a team that you, you certainly... No, has a lot of talent on it but is this a team that you really think could get into the playoffs and make a lot of noise
1: so I'm I'm hesitant to ask the question that's in my mind right now shoot why not let's go I know but it's like I don't want to do this because then I, it's going to be me saying this guy is overrated and I'm, I don't think he is but here we go is Jalen Hurts a little oh, bit overrated Evan what I'm, I'm asking you, no but this is this is why I didn't want to ask the question I don't want it to be that I'm saying he's overrated the totality of his career, he's basically a two to one interception, a touchdown interception guy. He set the single season record for rushing touchdowns last night. Already tied, I think, with Cam Newton at fourteen. In his career, sixteen and nine touchdown interception, twenty two and 19 and twelve this year. He's had double digit rushing touchdowns each of the last three years. So I'll add that to the the conversation. I have no problem doing that, right? But that means twenty six and 35 and six last year. Brilliant. And then 19 plus 14, do the math on that. I don't know what it is. Uh, And then 12, right? So you're thinking that it's 33. 33 and 12. Way more good than bad. Way more, quote unquote, elite than not. I would take him on my team any day of the week. Let me be clear. I love Jalen Hurts. But we've used his name in the same sentence as Mahomes. We have crowned him the second best quarterback in the NFL. Are we sure about that? We sure about that.
2: So we use his name in the same sentence as Patrick Mahomes because he, frankly, outplayed him in the Super Bowl.
1: Right. So one singular game, the biggest of games, the biggest of games. Yes. I know
2: they didn't win the game, but everybody said Jalen Hurts was out of his mind in that game, and he, in a lot of ways, outplayed Patrick Mahomes, and I can't unsee that. To me, that is same thing with Josh Allen in that shootout a playoff game where I think only the Kansas city chiefs and Patrick Mahomes could have stopped the freight train. That was Josh Allen and the Buffalo bills. I can't unsee that. I can't see you go up against this guy who we say is historically great. And some of these Kansas city chiefs teams, and even if they get the better of you, I can't unsee that performance. And I know that there are some moments with Jalen hurts that would, allow you to arrive at the place where you would want to ask that question.
1: Okay, good. I'm glad you said it that way. Ask the question. I'm not making the statement I yet. understand,
2: which is why I wanted to phrase it that way. But again, We're talking about it today because they are riding a three-game losing streak. But they had played Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, and Dallas. That's an absolute murderer's row of opponents. This guy was so ill last night that he had to fly separately from his team. You could clearly tell that he was not himself. He was trying to do everything he could to be out there and battle through this illness to be the best for his team. But we all know what that's like, and I know everybody is banged up at this type of the time of the year, whether it's one thing or another. But here I am doing the same thing, trying to find these justifications for some of the stuff with Jalen Hurts. And see,
1: definitely the second best quarterback in the NFL. I, uh,
2: Joe Burrow is hurt, but I will always default to Joe Burrow.
1: 888 say ESPN. 888 729 You can be a part of the Dr. Pepper call in line on Sportsmanlike Nation. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. Philly loses to Seattle last night. I'm just asking the question. Like, if you guys were to rank quarterbacks and we're going to give Patrick Mahomes the given number one, is Jalen Hurts definitely number two? 888 say ESPN 888 729 3776. Is your telephone number to be a part of the show? It is unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you, Chris Canty back with us in the new year as we are live in West Palm. We were at a big event last night. <laughs> Nuno was there um, with
2: a sports coat Nuno on. Nuno looked
1: good. Our producer, laser, he was working the crowd. Up. I mean, Nuno was living it up last Star night. Of the show. We will have some stories about Nuno coming up. The other thing, quickly, Smalls, I want to get into, and then we will uh, get your phone calls in, and also how this impacts the Cowboys last night. Big which time. Is very interesting. Okay, so Geno Smith's healthy. Is Drew Locke the guy now? Does Drew Locke get another shot? Do they ride the hot hand in Seattle? I think they got him. I
2: I would give him another shot, uh, not only because he does have the hot hand, but also to protect Geno a little bit more as he recovers from that groin injury. But... That's a really interesting question because this is a team that all of a sudden is lumped with these other teams that are fighting for life in the NFC. So you need to make sure that you make the right decision. Yeah, they're
1: seven and seven. They're right in the mix for the postseason. Absolutely. now in Seattle. Eight 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 say ESPN. 88-729-3776. Is Jalen Hurts definitely the best starting quarterback, or has this season given you a little bit of pause? Uh, of you know maybe he's not second best, maybe he's third, maybe he's fourth, and maybe we should treat him like we treat Dak and Josh Allen and others with these late-game mistakes. Plus, coming up, all of a sudden, maybe that Cowboys loss on Sunday not as bad as people thought. Hello, I'm Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen. It's on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio.
3: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. number two,
1: who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you after a surprising Monday night football result with the Seattle Seahawks beating the Philadelphia Eagles 20-17. And we have asked the question in the Dr. Pepper call-in line, are we sure Jalen Hurts is definitely number two in the quarterback rankings? I love him. Well, I love him. I would take him on my team every day of the week. I just It seems like he's been a given at number two.
2: Well, let me answer your question with a question, which is always fine. If not Jalen Hurts, then who?
1: Okay. You brought up Joe Burrow. When Joe Burrow's at his best, I think that question has to be – or that's that is He's the answer. Yeah.
2: At least I in mean, my mind.
1: How much more does Lamar Jackson have to
2: prove? Why – that is, I'm so glad he brought him up because we always say, "Oh, Lamar's so great, MVP. He's definitely a guy that w- can win a Super Bowl." But we never elevate him immediately into that conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay, what the answer is? What else does he have to prove winning a Super Bowl? But at the same time, we're not talking about quarterback rankings relative to Super Bowl. We're talking about quarterback rankings relative to how they are performing in the regular season. Right and. Lamar Jackson has won an MVP, wins double-digit games, is the number one seed in the AFC right now, and is, like Jalen Hurts, great running the football, and has become, in my opinion, a great passer as well. Like, if you want to take Jalen Hurts over Lamar Jackson, no problem. If you want to take Jalen Hurts over everyone but Patrick Mahomes, no problem. I'm just saying, if someone else, even sick and hurt like Hurts was, threw two late interceptions last night... Like, we would be reacting in a way that would be, see, I told you so, instead of, well, it's Jalen Hart. like, we're good. We're going to be okay with that. And, like, I'm okay if that's our reaction. I just want us to be fair.
2: But also, why does Lamar have to win a Super Bowl in order for him to be in that conversation? Because Joe Burrow hasn't won a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts right. hasn't won a Super Bowl. It, I know you don't want to put Josh Allen in that category, but some others do. He no, but Greeny, a Super Greeny Bowl. and Hembo would.
1: They, I mean, on after us, 10 he am
2: Eastern. He hasn't won a Super Bowl uh, right now. Guys that we would throw in that conversation that are playing at an MVP type level: Dak or Brock Purdy or Tua. No Super Bowls. So why all of a sudden does Lamar have a different set of qualifications in order for him to be considered one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL?
1: You're right. Now, um, this loss is very interesting because now the Dallas Cowboys are right back in that two seed and are – Atop the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Now, schedule-wise, Cowboys schedule way harder than the Eagles schedule. The Eagles have the Giants twice and the, and the Cardinals. I think they have forward.
2: the easiest remaining schedule.
1: But with the way that they're playing, lost three in a row, and the way that people like Pat and others who are as an Eagles fan will tell us the way they're playing, like, could they have a hiccup? Yeah. So, this loss last night by the Eagles, the biggest winner, more than Seattle, may have been Dallas. Because if Dallas is able to win out, again, not easy when you have, what, Miami and Baltimore on your schedule, if I'm not mistaken there, with Dallas. And then Philly obviously has a very easy schedule the rest of the way. Like, it's not crazy to think that the biggest winner last night was Dallas. And Dallas' loss all of a sudden on Sunday, maybe not as bad as everyone wanted to point out. Uh, not not Baltimore, excuse me, Detroit. I said, so the Cowboys have at the Dolphins, home against the Lions, and at the Commanders. Just saying, just saying, just saying. Cowboys win out, Eagles lose a the game, they're the two seed, and they win the NFC East even after that horrible loss, or at least people said horrible loss to Buffalo on Sunday.
2: I get what you're saying, but that doesn't diminish the disappointment that a lot of people feel about that performance from the Dallas Cowboys oh, yeah. on Sunday. I know all of a sudden their their result looks a little less harsh when the team that they're battling for in the division also has another hiccup. But still, if you are the Cowboys and we're supposed to believe that you're a true Super Bowl contender, well, then you need to continue to beat quality opponents, which all of a sudden the Buffalo Bills are reemerging into that category. You need to go on the road and show that you can not only get it done at home, but consistently on the road, which they did not do, And when we nationally, the royal we, are talking about your quarterback as the MVP of the league, that's the game where he steps up and can cement himself as that guy, and it didn't happen. Yeah. So it's still a very disappointing loss to me.
1: Dak probably took himself out of winning the MVP on Sunday. Jalen Hurts took himself out of being a candidate for the MVP last night. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Dak could still, you get a win against, you get wins against Miami and Detroit and you play your butt off in those games, you're right back in the mix. Jalen Hurts is not going to win MVP this year, flat out. Too many interceptions, too many close wins that people aren't impressed with. Jalen Hurts probably took himself out of the MVP conversation last night. And let me be clear. I am fully aware that that is unfair based on the fact that that man is a trooper and he is as tough as they come. He's clearly injured and he's clearly sick and he clearly played through it. Let's not take anything away from who he is. My only question about this is whether or not we are sure He's definitively the second-best quarterback behind Mahomes in the league.
2: If Jalen Hurts is out of that conversation, did Lamar Jackson really springboard into it?
1: I think he should be. I mean, I think he was right there anyway, but I think Lamar absolutely should be in that MVP conversation yet again. Dustin in Virginia listening on 94.1. What's up, Dustin?
4: Um, Yeah, some as far as Hurts. Um, no, Hurts is not the second-best. Um, I think uh, he had a great year last year. I will give him that. Um. And and he tied Cam with like the rushing touchdowns last night in a single season. It's it's kind of similar to Cam. Cam had that great season, and uh, we know how that went after that. And uh, I think that's kind of the same for Jalen Hurts. And uh, See, but I, I uh, don't and-
1: I don't think that as much. Like Cam had the MVP season and thanks for the call and the and the Super Bowl appearance in 2015 against Denver. And his career was never as good as that. I don't see that. I I think if you told me right now Jalen Hurts would win an MVP, I'd believe it. If you told me Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl, I believe it. So I'm not going to say that, like, you know, last year was the peak of his career and he's only going down after that. I, that I don't buy. No, that I don't buy at all. Absolutely
2: not.
1: Uh, Jason in Fort Lauderdale watching on ESPN2. What's up, Jason?
4: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, look, Jalen Hurts is not overrated at all. The problem is is that we put him on a pedestal with all the other guys right away after one good Year You can't do that when Lamar's been doing it five, six years. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Burrow now going to his Super Bowl. Even put Aaron Rodgers in the conversation. I know he's not playing, but no, Jalen Hurts is a total game changer. Like Allen, he's a great player. But I the first second is insane. He's got to do it for a longer period of time. I got to see more. You can't do one year when all these other guys have been doing the league for years and years already.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, you know, the body of, like, we needed to see maybe a little bit better of an overall year so far than what we've seen from Jalen Hurts, we have seen, obviously, a phenomenal rushing year, tush-push, the whole deal, which, by the way, is a credit to him because other teams tried and they can't do it. Right. And he's able to allow them to do it with his strength and his smarts. He's got both. Again, you want him on your team. I Just maybe it's too early to crown him number two, as everybody seemingly has done.
2: I know, but then I'm I'm looking at it, Evan. They still have won 10 games. Yes, they've lost three in a row, but... Those are all to playoff teams or potential playoff teams. He's battling through illness. He he is in a season where he's coming off a Super Bowl and he lost his offensive coordinator that he had a lot of success with. Uh, again, here I am doing it. Giving all these excuses for for Jalen Hurts, but I just think all those factors have got to be taken into account when I we're agree. assessing him. I
1: agree. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not trying to take any shots at him at all. I'm just asking the question about this. Sure. You want to get a check in with Pat here?
2: Yeah, I was wondering when we were going to do this, Pat. Emotional check in. How Pat you? Pat
1: Costello, producer, Eagles fan. You okay today?
4: No, I'm not okay today. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You're asking if my quarterback's overrated.
2: Was that a fair question? But is he, Pat?
4: No, he's not overrated. I think that uh, this is the worst day of my life, and I think that Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson, and Sean Desai should be left in Seattle, and Ooh. that they need to completely revamp the coaching staff. You want your head coach fired? Fire him today. I didn't like him to begin with. It's really hard to say that you want a guy fired who went to a Super Bowl and then won ten games, but I have never liked him. I've never wanted him on the coaching staff. You can ask Nuno. I'm not lying about this. I've never believed in him. Brian Johnson, I think, is awful. I don't know how he still has a, a coaching job in the NFL. Sean Desai was so bad, they had to move him to the box and bring in Matt Patricia. Damn. Fire him all.
1: Let me tell you something. There has been a sneaky theme. If you listen to this show closely, which we appreciate if you do, a sneaky theme since we started on Sportsmanlike back in September. Mm-hmm. Okay? And CC back with us in the new year. Pat Costello wants Bill Belichick. Pat Costello is, yes, I'm telling you, what? he is, he is the only other person <laughs> no. besides yeah. me that has defended Belichick. I am now going to say, Pat is reporting Belichick to Philly. Uh, that's what's ha- I'm telling you, Pat wants Belichick. Wait,
2: of all things you could I'm have arrived you, at, yep. that is not that's where, where, I'm where arriving. I would have gone. That is where I'm I arriving. I think your GPS has malfunctioned. I don't think that's our destination. Am I right, Pat? I'll take Mike Tomlin. Well, yeah.
4: Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, wow, breaking news. You
1: take my – so would I. So would I, and so would everyone else. All right, coming up. We'll get more of your phone calls in on the Eagles lost the Seahawks last night. Great performance by the Seahawks. Late turnovers by Philly. Blown lead the whole deal at eight eight eight, say ESPN. But Smalls has her power rankings. It's not exactly what you think. We'll get to that next on Sportsman Like, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio.
3: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Which teams were great? tackle at the 15-10-5 touchdown. What player was not? Does he hang on? Intercepted. He couldn't hang on. This is the NFL Bottom Five.
1: Wait, what? That's right. What? It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. We are live at the brand new ESPN West Palm Studios, thanks to Celsius. And normally, CC is here, and he gives us his power rankings. Yes. He says, Javante, give me the music. I love the music. It's the greatest music ever. But CC's in Paris. There's probably better music in Paris than there, are, there is in the NFL oh, films. Oh,
2: French techno? Amazing.
1: There's a such thing. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, Evan. amazing.
2: You would love it. So, a uh, Laurent dance?
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, what you just said. <laughs> so, um, instead of the top 5 you're presenting us the bottom 5 teams in the NFL. Well,
2: for two reasons. Number 1, as CC's accountability partner, I don't want to mess up his top 5. He's done such an excellent job the entire season of bringing up his power bringing us his power rankings and Leading me into number two, that ties to number one. Frankly, Evan, I don't know outside of the 49ers and the Ravens who's really good. I don't know Are who deserves to be in there. you we can
1: fill out of top five right now?
2: You want to try? Because I was trying to do i Well, it give this-
1: your bottom five, and then we'll see if we could fill out okay. the top five.
2: Devontae?
0: Number five. Number, now, number five.
1: five. So number one is actually number 32.
2: Yes. Got we're, it. Okay. We're, we're heading downward. So Got coming it. in at number five. The New York Jets. The New York Jets are an absolute mess, Evan. They're sitting there at five and nine. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to return, but we do know that the state of the New York Jets is bad right now. They're absolutely in the top five. You could make an argument that they might deserve to be in a higher slot, maybe four, maybe three. But there are four other teams that I have to throw in the mix there. But I don't really know one thing you look at right now with the New York Jets and say, they're trending in a positive direction.
1: Uh, nothing, because you can't even rely on their defense after giving up as many points they did against the Dolphins. But I will tell you one other thing about the Jets. Today should be an important day in Jets history. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers is going to go on with Pat McAfee today at noon Eastern on ESPN and should announce he's not coming back. Tomorrow's the day, the deadline day. They have to activate him off the IR by tomorrow. They need to have him make the announcement today. Guys, we were eliminated from the playoffs. I was cleared. I would be able to play this weekend, but the Jets have told me it is in the best interest of the organization that I should sit out and not risk further injury, and I'm going to start getting ready for next year where we are excited to make a big run next year and get to the place that we thought we were going to get to. That should happen today. Do I think that's going to happen today, Smalls? No, I don't.
2: Listen to what you just said. Aaron Rodgers should go on Pat McAfee and announce that he's not coming back this season.
1: That's what I said. You're the right. fact
2: that the team you're not even viewing it through the lens that the team would be the one to put out this information or make this decision. Doesn't that tell you that that's not how this is going to go?
1: Not necessarily because he has a show. He's part of a show. He's part of McAfee on Tuesdays. So if I'm him, two things can be can be true. I can work it out with the organization and then tell the organization. You know, it's 2023. It's modern media the way it is. Like, I want to announce it on my own show. And that's. I'm saying it's Roger saying that.
2: But you're still giving him all the power and how this decision is made.
1: Yes. Well, we know <laughs> that already, I think. But part. that's
2: my whole point. If I'm he, just saying it should be If he's got today. the power and he wants to come back, he's he's likely going to make that decision.
0: It should be today. It's going to be
2: the affirmative. All right, next one.
0: Number four.
2: It's the Washington Commanders. Four and ten basement of the NFC East, they're a team in purgatory right now. With this new ownership group, we know that Ron Rivera is not long for this job. We know that Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, the entire ownership group is going to come in and put their stamp on this franchise. There's going to be a complete overhaul, but they're not going anywhere fast. They're in purgatory right now. So the Washington Commanders, number four.
1: Yeah, they're an interesting team when it comes to coaches because we assume that their head coach is going to be out in Ron Rivera, as you mentioned. Who wants in? Is new ownership a good thing or a bad thing here? Because forever in D.C., we know ownership was always a bad thing. Do we think now it could attract someone of a Belichick Harbaugh status or would it make them push away? Just saying. Just asking, I should
2: say. Good question. Keep it moving.
0: Number three. You're using
2: the keep it moving? <laughs> I was just going to say. See how I, wow. I wrote down Wait, a little. you really some, leaning into the power rankings. I yeah. wrote down some CC-isms. Keep it moving, Javante. All right, number three. The Arizona Cardinals, 3-11. and 11. This team is, is – in a rough place. But Evan, you know how I always say the Chargers are under a shroud of meh. Like we never talk about the Chargers, despite them having a franchise quarterback and Justin Herbert. How often this season have we spoken about the Arizona Cardinals? They have an interesting situation with Kyler Murray. They're a team that has had success not that long ago and could really build on, on who they are and their future. We never talk about the Arizona Cardinals ever. So that's why they're number three.
1: Yeah, they, did not tank well. No. They actually won in three games already, more games than they were probably supposed to win. I would have taken, and I think I did take, we did an over, under .5 games Kyler Murray would play this year when he was hurt before the season. I took the under because I figured there was going to be some way of them holding him out all season, moving on from him next year. Now, and give Jonathan Gannon, this is going to annoy Pat Costello, Eagles fan, after last night, <laughs> give Jonathan Gannon, the former Eagles defensive coordinator, some credit. He has his teams playing hard. playing hard. And even though they're losing games, they're competitive in those lose in those losses, but they're not bad enough. Right. That's the problem now with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, not being bad enough at number three overall, like, likely has you with Marvin Harrison Jr. Or potentially trading down because Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner for LSU, announced he's going into the draft. And I think he's going to move his way up where it wouldn't surprise me if we had three quarterbacks, one, two, and three this year in the draft.
2: Oh, it wouldn't surprise me at all either. Next.
0: <laughs> Number two.
2: How's that for a CC next? I'm trying. You're doing well. Like Number it. two, the New England Patriots. It's the end of the road for Bill Belichick. We know what's going to happen. I'm sorry, Evan. They are a hot mess right now. And I don't know that it's going to get better quicker. Just because they, they part ways with Bill Belichick, luckily at the end of the season. It's hard to get the head coaching hire right. It's hard to replace any guy. It's going to be even harder to replace that guy, even though the state of the team isn't great. Mac Jones is... is Terrible? Not the answer. Zappy hour, that's not happening. They have a lot of questions and very few answers. Number two, New England Patriots.
1: There's no argument. How can I argue that? How can I fight that off? Now, I think their defense is much better than people give it credit for. But again, who cares if you're this bad? You have the number two pick in the draft, and you're going to get whoever... Carolina doesn't take, or excuse me, Chicago doesn't take, with Carolina's pick, number one overall, which will likely be Caleb Williams, one, and then Drake May or Jaden Daniels, two at this point. But yeah, I mean, there's no argument there.
2: The New England Patriots in a rough spot, but there can only be one worst team in the NFL. Javante?
0: Number one.
2: It's the Carolina Panthers. What's understood ain't gotta be said. It's you David. <laughs> you had to say You had
1: to say If you were doing the CC power rankings the what's understood doesn't need to be said thing, then you did a bad job. Well
2: done, Smalls. Thank you. I had to save it until the end. What's understood doesn't have to be said. It's Carolina. Uh, we, We know that David Tepper, the owner, has a short runway for head coaches. We know that he's meddling a lot in the state of the team. Is Bryce Young good? We were talking about this yesterday during a break. We don't know, and I hope we get the chance to find out, but right now, I can't think of an organization in the NFL that's in a worse place than Carolina. When you're franchise gets compared to the Hunger Games, you're going to be at the bottom.
1: Here's what I'll tell you. Each of the last two nights that we've been here in Florida, I've had somebody come up to me and talk to me about sports and tell me they know David Tepper and how great he is. I'm not kidding. Now, Nuno takes us to these, this billionaires kind of event last night yeah, yeah. with all these billionaires. Nuno took us there. Um, I swear to you, I'm sitting there and having a conversation with somebody. They're like, oh, Yo, yeah, you know, David Tepper's around here all the time. I said, no, I don't know that. They're like, he couldn't be nicer.
2: Should we get him on the show? David, empty chair if you want to join us. Well, like, this is the thing that I'm confused about. It's like everybody
1: around that knows him actually said good things, and yet everybody that works for him says terrible things. So maybe bring the guy that everybody likes socially, like when you're having a dinner, to your organization because it's a mess. People hate working there. The stands on Sunday... There are more people in the studio right now than I think we're at the Panthers game.
2: I think it was like fifty cents to get a ticket or something.
1: It was a disaster. Absolute disaster. So there we go, bottom five. We do have to continue that conversation about why we can't fill out a top five, because that's interesting. So we will get to that coming up. Plus Tom Brady had some interesting comments defending defenders? What? We're on Sportsman Like presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio.
6: legal and administrative and customer support at robert half we know talent visit roberthalf.com today
0: this is the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio
1: we are unsportsmanlike here on espn radio espn 2 presented by progressive insurance we are here in west palm grand opening espn west palm studios thanks to celsius we also went out last night Well, not went out. We were emceeing an event. I shouldn't say we went out like we were we're out partying. But we were out. We were out. Uh, Smalls, myself, Evan Cohen, and Nuno, our producer. CC back with us next week. I'm like waiting on when the right time is for the Nuno stories. Because Pat and Javante are like dying to hear some of these. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like the right time. Oh, it is? I was about to get into something else, but okay. Nuno, is it the right time? Sure, go ahead. So (laughs) Nuno is the kind of guy that is actually quiet, non-work- like it minds its own business, et cetera. Observant. Yeah. But we went to this party last night where we MC'd it, um for the David Burke foundation. David a we? Burke. Well, I did. I was going to say <laughs> you were there. Um, I, I so, stood at the podium. <laughs> um, and so we were there for the foundation event for a charitable event. It's a very close friend of mine who passed away a few years ago. And so we were there, and there were all kinds of ex-athletes and current athletes there. Smalls was in heaven, breaking down the Cardinals with all kinds of current and former Cardinals. She's, like, diving into the bullpen ERA with some of these guys.
2: No, I was more like, what's your favorite restaurant in St. Louis? Oh, okay. (laughs) Well,
1: anyway, a lot of former quarterbacks, including myself there. Um, Jeff Darlington, Matt Barry from ESPN, a bunch of ESPN personalities. And Nuno did an interesting thing. Nuno waited a long time to eat and drink. And there were, and I'm not saying alcohol, like anything. Like you drink anything. There was so much food there. It was amazing. There was such a great ambiance and environment. It was like this outdoor cocktail party kind of thing. And Nuno waited and waited and waited. And I kept pushing food on him. I was like, come on, you got to try this. Finally, what was with the waiting to eat, Nuno? I thought that was. Are you
2: intermittent fasting?
6: Um, I do try that. But no, I think it was just seeing the vibe it was extremely fancy like i mean even our uber driver who took us over oh his driver pat oh he's got a driver now Florida Nuno Fluno it's it's, it's an uber yes it's an uber and he was just like wait what is this place (laughs) like and like wait a minute it's very fancy yeah it's extremely fancy right like so it was that it was taken in those that moment it was you know, enjoying it and seeing everyone's interaction, running into my nemesis in Darlington, you know, that type of thing. It's just it was a lot of fun. So I was just taking my time. And then and then Evan, which great call on this, starts talking about the corn. <laughs> the
2: corn. Wait, he got you with the corn, yeah, too? But, oh, my God. Shit, I was doing the, PR for corn you last You literally time. were. From rice to corn. Yeah. You know, it's underrated corn. It, uh, <laughs> No, no, no. am I right, corn right about that?
6: that was amazing. It went back <laughs> twice for it because it was just so amazing. There was like this
1: beer can cheese corn thing. I don't know what the heck it was, but it was unbelievable. There was so much great food there. But there was also a picture, and this is what I was going to get at, <laughs> I where about we that. took like a group picture of all the ESPN-related people that were working there, and that 99% of them were behind the scenes people at ESPN on the sales and marketing side, <laughs> and Somehow Nuno was in front, and you would think he was like catching Greg Maddox as if he was Eddie Perez, his personal catcher, and we took Javi Lopez out. But Nuno was squatting in this picture.
2: (laughs) He looked like he was sitting on a chair.
1: I mean, are you okay if we could find this and put this out there, Nuno? Sure, why not? I mean, Pat will lose it when he sees... Smalls, explain to people what happened when we saw this picture of Nuno at this party last night.
2: So we had, as Evan mentioned, a lot of people that we were trying to cram into one photo. So naturally, there has to be tears. You have to stagger it to get everybody in one photo. Nuno graciously offered to stand in the front. He was directly in front of me. I'm a short person. So he squatted a little bit so that you could see me in the photo. Very nice. Very considerate of Nuno to make sure that all of us were visible in the photo. Rob Lorenzo, who does our social media, um, great work on our social media stuff, comes up to me. and is like, have you seen this photo? And he pulls it up. And Nuno, instead of doing kind of the sorority squat, you know, where you're kind of leaning and bent over, looks like he's sitting in a chair. It looks like there's an invisible chair. We'll get this. We will get
1: this for social at Unsports ESPN and, of course, on ESPN, too. But, yes, we had a great time last night. I just I,
4: can't I, believe I, that you, Nuno would have had to squat that far. I mean, it's not Nuno's not six four.
1: Uh, we knew that was coming at some point. Uh, yeah, he did. Wait, Pat, I'm telling you, and but everybody I'd listening and watching, four. wait, wait till you see this. We are going to put this out there as soon as we get it from Rob.
2: Real quick, yeah. I didn't realize that you were really going around working the room, telling everyone about the corn.
1: Oh, it was really good <laughs> corn. It was really good. That, and then there were a bunch of ex uh, NFL, NFL quarterbacks there. So I had to like I ended up talking to a bunch of them and taking pictures with them because, you know, a former quarterback myself kind yeah, of thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. So we had a great time last night. But Nuno, I thought Nuno handled himself really well. I was really impressed with Nuno. And I think I think he had a good time. I, I never actually can tell.
6: I think he did. I did. It was a good it was a really good time. Pat, is that him
1: saying he had a good time or him trying to please us here?
4: Trying to please
6: you. Okay, yeah, I thought so. All right, so. stop that. Okay,
1: all right. Anyway, it is like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. So we saw news yesterday, a couple of news items from the Steelers, one about the quarterback position, which we will get to, um, but another one about their safety. Demonte Kazee, I, I apologize if I'm getting that name wrong here, but he was suspended for the final three games of the regular season without pay for violation of the rules meant to protect health and safety of NFL players, Okay. And Tom Brady, and this was posted on, I think, the ESP ESPN Instagram here. And Tom Brady then, which is awesome that Brady is following, uh, naturally, he then commented on this. He said, nobody likes seeing players get hurt, but hard hits happen. QBs should not be throwing the ball in areas where they are exposing their own teammates to these types of hits. Coaches need to coach better. QBs need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right places. And defenders should aim for the right hitting areas. So basically, oh, and then there's more, sorry. To put the blame on the defensive player all the time is just flat out wrong. Need better QB play. It's not okay, QBs, to get your wide receivers hit because of your bad decisions. This is certainly an interesting comment from the greatest quarterback of all time. Because the greatest quarterback of all time is telling you some of these hits, some of these injuries are because the quarterbacks are not placing the ball in the right place. And I found these comments fascinating because normally us QBs oh, failed failed high school uh, high school quarterback, but us QBs defend each other. Mm-hmm. And yet Brady, and I think he's right about what he's saying, I just can't believe he said it, is saying, hey QBs, don't get your guys hurt.
2: Yes. And I understand that He's not wrong when he says we need better quarterback play. Does he see what's happening in the NFL right now? The state of quarterback play in the NFL? It's its not your average crop of quarterbacks. No, that's, everybody's got their backups. playing, playing. right yeah. now. So, yeah, we're going to see a lot of suspect quarterback play. But I think it's really interesting that Tom Brady's making these comments. He's, he's responding about this. He talked about the, the state of talent and competition in the NFL. Seems to me, Evan, like he's gearing up. For his broadcasting career, I know he does his podcast, but you know he's getting in the booth. It seems like he's really putting himself out there more with a lot of these takes, knowing that he's really going to step into the broadcasting space moving forward.
1: Yeah, but it's different because, like, he's going to face everybody every week. Like, in terms of the meetings and things like that, like, he's going to be in person. No, I understand that, but I don't know. I mean, do you think responding to the SportsCenter Instagram post does put himself in a position to get himself ready for broadcasting?
2: Well, it's generating conversation points, which is exactly what we're doing right now. He doesn't have to respond to any of this. I think he understands what his next role is going to be, and he's giving us food for thought. He's inserting himself into the conversation.
1: Now, I will tell you, if he's broadcasting a game next year, and God forbid a receiver gets hurt, and a defender has what we deem to be a dirty hit, or, uh, you know, an unsportsmanlike, dare I say, Mm -hmm. uh, hit there, And Tom Brady then says, guys, that's not on the safety. That's not on the wide receiver. That's on the quarterback. If he says it that way and explains it, there is no question that creates waves. So if you're right about that and he applies his brilliance in the NFL and football logic to a broadcast, and when all of us think one thing and he tells us the other thing, Mm -hmm. there's no question we will be talking about that. On Monday, we're
0: on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.
6: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.